Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, little children, dogs and cats, your boy Randy Chu, aka Mr. Chu on that. And uh, we are back for another week. Listen, you know how I do when I do it and how I do it. Books and business, we're going to start it off. Um, Tonight's show is going to be very interesting. Just want to let y'all know that I might have a few people pulling up to the show tonight. First, I want to start off by saying... Happy birthday to Mr. Grantastic. Today's his birthday. The bro, yeah. Happy birthday. So he's actually not going to be on the show tonight, but we always got to send our love. Let him get a little vacation on. Let him get his thing on, you know, let his wife take care of him for the night, you know, you know, suckling ribs, back rubs, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But, um, you know how I like to start off the show. I have my books and business, current events. You know, I do my thing. But I have been perplexed lately, ladies and gentlemen, um, because I've been perplexed because I have never in the history of niggadom have seen so many people trust the government so much. Now, I'm not saying that there's not good aspects of the government. We all know that government is needed. But this type of infrastructure, first of all, democracy was an experiment. Um, and in fact, it's an illusion and a lie because you pledge allegiance to a republic, not a democracy. Just wanted to throw that in there to you. Secondly, um, when it comes to Pharmacy, pharmaceutical, the big, the big medical arena in the United States of America, they have never actually done, 90% of the time, they have never done actually good things for the general population. And for some reason, this year, everyone's been so strong in trusting the government with this experimental drug. Um, people make claims that there are not there's not evidence to prove that this experimental drug is harmful to people. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you must know how the system of the beast work. Number one, they already know that you're a a, a uh, skeptic to um, vaccines and drugs and things that the government normally you know they know black folks are skeptical skeptical however um we have to also realize that the government is actually seven to ten years more advanced in technology than the general population um that's not a speculation that's government documents you can get that in any dot gov you want to go look at or you can just take it from someone who actually worked for the government before in their life, and I'm not just talking about little stuff, I'm talking about agencies. Um, but also, um, you got to realize, man, that people who are supporting this vaccine that says they try to equate it with food, you can't, that's not a good argument at all. We know no food is poisoned. Right. And we also know that we can go on whatever restaurant 
whatever food website and look at the poison that we're receiving. But there's never been a restaurant that said that has legislation passed where you can't sue them for harm to your body. But vaccinations, you can't sue anybody. Um, and I don't, I wouldn't say all of them. I think it's this one. I, there, there are certain vaccinations that have been good. I will admit that as a black man, there's certain vaccinations that have been good. About 85% of them though, I would have to say has been given to people based on falsehood. And this is my problem with it is whenever a government agency says in their own documentation, not articles, not YouTube videos, not Facebook videos, not casual conversations, and they're reporting documents that this is an experimental drug, then I have a huge issue. Hold on, you said my mic was going in and out? I want the people to hear me clearly, so hold on. Let me see what's going on with said microphone. Testing one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Okay, cool. All right, so back what I was saying. Let me do this. Oh, I know what it is. Hold up. Hold on, people. We're going to get this sound right. I know exactly what it is. It's a setting in StreamYard that I am going to. Testing one, two, 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 two. All right, cool. So, anyway, what I was saying was, yeah, dingo. <laughs> yeah, StreamYard has that thing on it that I don't like. But anyway, so what I was saying, I can turn my microphone back down now. So, what I was saying was, we trust these so called vaccinations so much. But let's let's look at what let's take black people out of it and just look at what the agencies are reporting themselves. The CDC. I can't help it. Oh, well, the CDC. Has literally said that this is an experimental drug, the FDA, first of all, how can food and drugs be administered under the same organization? That's suspect right there. <laughs> and so the CDC and the FDA said that this is an experimental drug. They literally have it classified as an experimental drug. On top of that, it has been forced upon the population due to the Emergency Act authorization, Emergency Use Authorization or Emergency Act authorization, one of them. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. So it's the EAU. So the Emergency Act, um, Emergency Act authorization is what they classify it under. But anyway, because there was a state of emergency placed on this pandemic, 
then we can inject or jab people with said serum, right? Because that's all it is. is It's a serum. This is what happens when people don't read books. I have a book called The Eye of Darkness that was written in 1979. It was revised in 1981, where a whistleblower from the government left America, sought asylum, wrote this book, published it. Um, I'm actually going to give you a copy of the book. Emergency Use Authorization. It's the EUA. Thank you. Thank you, big bro. So, inside this book, and I actually have this on my Instagram. I posted it like two years ago. It talks about how it gives the month and the year that this bioweapon was going to be released. It actually got released a couple months earlier than it was supposed to because the, the, the Asian, um, the Orient young lady discovered what was really going on and tried to whistleblow and she accidentally spilt one of the serums in, in, the, in the hospital and it got out that way. That's how it, it wasn't bats. It wasn't soup. It wasn't none of that. Yeah, the COVID-19 bioweapon that was released in Wuhan wasn't started by because people were eating bats. People have been eating bats since, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but anyway, this serum, um, if, if people don't believe that nanobots or nanotechnology is in, is inside of the serum, you have to realize that nanotechnology has been inside of vaccinations and medicine since the 1980s. So this is not, if you go to the CDC's website, it tells you if you are experiencing these things because of the nanotechnology within our certain serums, this is the people you're supposed to contact. <laughs> like literally, it tells you if you're experiencing this, contact these people because it's nanotechnology. It's miniature robots that they're implanting into your body. You're not going to get sick. You're not going to have cancer or none of those drastic things that black folks have been looking for. What it does is it follows your blood and it attaches to your DNA. Then it begins to alter your DNA. And once a robot is connected to your DNA, whoever controls the robot now has access to control your thoughts, your heart, your DNA, your existence. So then I had the good brother RZA come on. I had the good brother RZA come on. And the good brother RZA brought up a valid point. And I'm quite sure um, he was, first of all, Congress is not going to have a meeting about silencing people for spreading lies. They're going to propagate it that way. But if someone is going to spread lies, then they would present facts to disprove the lie. But the only thing that they're doing is saying, oh, this is a lie. Well, hmm. 
If someone was to say they slept with your mama, there has to be. Never mind. Anyway, I'm I'm sorry. Um, let me move on. So, the good brother RZA by the ADL has been silenced. Congress and along him along with twelve other people, who by the way, majority of them are not black, and majority of them worked for the government. And four of them actually worked for Dr. Falsey, um, stated all the things that the public should know about said experimental drug. Do you know that every time depopulation was on the top of the priority list, some of the first places they went to was the black church? Have we forgot history? Have we forgot eugenics? Have we forgot that our vaccination programs and experimental drug programs came from the Nazis and we took some of their scientists? Have we forgot? The Tuskegee experiment? Have we forgot? Oh, let me let me bring that up because a lot of people are saying, "Oh, the, the Tuskegee experiment was they didn't treat black people. It was six hundred black folks." black men specifically that was a that was a part of the tuskegee experiment they didn't treat 201 of them but all of them died from the same um symptoms except for the ones that had the experimental drug placed into them died faster and much worse so it wasn't just the withholding of a vaccine it was an experimenting on humans because why didn't they experiment on white folks you selected black folks and lied and said you were going to give them health care. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. I just wanted to bring this up because it's bringing, it's the elite's way of bringing more division amongst the sheep. And it's my duty as a whistleblower to say, wake up, you've been lied to. Am I saying that you should or should not get jabbed? That's your personal choice. But since there are a lot of um, tolerance going on, I'm just going to call myself a transvaxer. I identify as someone who is vaccinated, even though I'm not vaccinated. <laughs> So you have to respect my choice. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm a vaccinophobic. So now you feel that you've, you've been vaccinated? I, I feel. You feel. I've been vaccinated. Okay. So therefore, you have to accept my identification. I have vaccinophobia. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Real quick. I know I just went on a current event rant. It was, I just had to get that off my chest. Um, also, another rant I want to go on real quick is this whole Trump supporters, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, left versus right, white evangelicalism and black church and all this stuff. Everyone has to wake up and realize that the elite are putting more and more things to divide us 
Because if we were to unite, then it would be over for them. Oh, the man versus the woman. And your value is placed on these federal notes that we give you. And your value is based upon how subservient you are to the man. All these things that we are arguing about, at the end of the day, they have value. They have substance, yes. There are different roles to play, yes. But if you allow the elites, let's put, let's put race out of it for a second. If you allow the elites to continually divide the population, they're going to win. Bill Gates did a freaking TED talk with thousands of people on it and said that depopulation was the goal and niggas was applauding the audience. And vaccination is how we're going to do it. And he said vaccination is how we're going to do it. He had an event before COVID hit to talk about the spread of COVID. Just want to throw that out there. Anyway, let me take a quick 2.2. When I come back, I'm going to introduce my co-host, and we're going to dive into a very good discussion. It's your boy, Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that. We'll be right back after this quick 2.2.
Thank you.
cheer. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now rocking with the vibes of Mr. Randy Chuwoo. Anyway, it's your boy Randy Chu, aka Mr. Chu on that. And I'm here with my co-host, IA. Talk to the people, IA. And keep talking to him. I guess I, I'm I'm saying I'm succulent ribs and baby back, back rubs. Back rubs and baby oil. Yes. I don't jack that up. <laughs> it's succulent ribs and back rubs. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so listen. I have a, a guest that's gonna come on to the panel with us to help us with the discussion for tonight. Everyone Welcome, Miss Destiny Harris, to the show. Hi, Destiny. How you doing? How you doing, Destiny? Your mic is... Let me unmute you. Sorry. Hi, how are you? There we go. Say hi to the people real quick. Hello. Hi. <laughs> can you hear us? Yes. I yes, I can hear you. Okay, good, good, perfect. So, listen. California King. Um, tonight's topic we're going to be talking about post betrayal syndrome. <sighs> Has there been any betrayal that's been going on in your life that you realize that in your present condition, your present life, that you are making decisions or have a mindset based upon past betrayals? Post betrayal syndrome. So, I want to throw it to IA first, and then Miss Destiny Harris second. Post betrayal syndrome. When I say that, what comes to your mind first? Somebody who violated you in the worst kind of way. It can be emotional. It can be mental. Um, but it's it's to, betrayal to me is the deepest cut that you can have, and it leaves it, it can leave an imprint for life. That's what I think of. Wow. Wow. Destiny, talk to me. Um, I think for me it's church. Ooh, you said church? Yes. Yes. Okay, talk to me. Okay, so, okay, so um, the reason why I say, why I say that, that is because I don't know about um, my father's taxes. And that's, and that's all I know. Church. And I'm always there. So, um, sometimes we would have an inverted. Oh, it would come both. Those are the tools I was going to always have all the time. And I'm just they're going to leave. They're not going to accept it. So that's why I think of church. It's always, it's always, Wow. So, <laughs> let's dive a little deeper. So, <laughs> so, 
the only way for someone to experience betrayal is because the foundation of trust has been broken. Mm -hmm. If the foundation or the fundamental source of trust has been broken, and in today's society, trust isn't just relational, it's also financial, economics. You trust this website to send you the product that you pay for, yada, yada, yada. You mm -hmm. write a review based upon what they didn't do or what they did do, and that's all based on trust. Yeah. Are our relationships with other people, e-commerce, mm. <laughs> and anyone can answer at any time. So are you saying you're saying that is any of our relationships really financially based? Yes. Transactional. Uh, transactional. Yes. Yes. I would say that um, despite people talking about, you know, give me unconditional love or, um, you know, agape love. Yeah. Our love is 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 conditional. Um, I can't say every relationship is e-commerce because I'm thinking it it's different when you have a child. Okay. Now I know everybody's not built the same, so you know some of those relationships might be transactional as well. Okay. But I can't say every every relationship is transactional. It's okay. Transactional. That's me. What's your thoughts? I don't really know how to feel about it. So I said, are if trust is the foundation or the fundamental resource of all relationships, even the way that we like purchase stuff online. So you go to Amazon, you trust that Amazon's gonna send you your package because you pay for it. Yada yada yada. It's based upon what you say you're gonna do and you fulfilling what you said. So is the relationships that we have in life e-commerce for sure for sure I, yeah. I, I, when it comes to people and I mean I mean I that's how I determine my choice what have you done what have you done how can I trust you but how I look at how you other people and how do you do for other people? I look at I look at I am doing this service. I can hear quiet sometimes but a quiet person and I'm doing this service. So I'm sure, yeah. So have you ever I'm gonna bring this up later. Um, but let's dive a little deeper real quick. Let me start with myself. I have mindsets or thought patterns right now that I know stem from the fact that I've been betrayed in the past. And if those betrayals would not have happened, I wouldn't have the precautions that I have today. 
IA and then destiny. What are some things that you can identify that you carry today that was that is based upon past betrayal? You want to go first? Uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Um. Hmm. I'm thinking. While she's thinking, if you want to dial in and talk about your experience, the number to dial is 516-531-9828. 516-531-9828. We are talking about post-betrayal syndrome. And if you ever smack your great-great-great-grandmother, like, subscribe, and share this film. I'll say um, I... I can feel anxious um, inside of any relationship, whether it be at work, friendship, romantic. I feel anxious inside of a relationship because I remember growing up, if things were too peaceful for too long, the bigger the explosion was going to be when it came. Ooh, oh, yeah. And yeah. so it is a constant, like, you know, you know, staying calm and just feeling easy because... There is this anxiousness that things won't be calm and peaceful um, for too long, and if it if it is if it is peaceful for too too long, you know, I'll say that's I've evolved now where it's it's not that I think things won't be calm, but I, I always think okay when an exposure does happen, will this person be steady? Will we be able to survive the explosion when it happens? And that is something I would say extends from feeling betrayed growing up. Mm. Destiny, talk to us. Um, I know for me, some of the things that I've done and noticed not that long ago, I just noticed that. Hey, Destiny, you going in and out on your audio real quick. Your audio is going in and out. Oh, Okay. Uh, um, I don't know what I see. Go ahead, keep talking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, I don't know what to say, but I feel like right now, um, I don't even let myself get into a relationship at all. People that come to, um, my own family, I will myself, but when they would watch it, I will feel So your audio is going in and out. So um, try to find some headphones or something real quick to um, be able to connect 
And are you on speaker? While you doing that, let uh, I'll be able to see you in the back office while you do that. So, I so one of the things. Um. So one of the things that I notice that I do often when it comes to um, post betrayal syndrome is I don't give people the benefit of the doubt first. Mm -hmm. I'm a viper. So for people who don't know, a viper is someone who um, can sense the vibe of a person. Mm -hmm. But I have been deceived by vibes. By vibes. Mm -hmm. Because people can be, can people have become master manipulators. Mm -hmm. And they know how to manipulate energy and vibes. Yeah. Um the art of deception, the art of war. And um, not to go into details, but um, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. And, 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 and I accepted people as like, wow, they, they are in my circle, but they came to the circle with an ulterior motive to do me harm. Yep. And so now I'm afraid that my precaution might not give someone the opportunity to be a part of my circle that should be there. Yeah, that's a real thing. Have you experienced something like that or do you feel like you have a mindset now where you could actually be missing out on something because of a past wound? Um, I'm, I'm an energy person. So, okay. you know, that is a big thing for me. Um, I, I describe myself as a uh, slow cooker. Um, so I, I, I do grapple with that concept okay. because sometimes I, I, I won't ever go against my, the energy thing. Okay. But what I, what I do notice is that when people have, we'll just say at the basis of it, maybe trust issues or just challenges with feeling less anxious when they're amongst people or people that they're unfamiliar with mm -hmm. they tend to put out a vibe that can create this dynamic where the other person feels like they always have to be on edge or that they're being tested or you know they almost feel like well since you think i'm guilty anyways then i might as well not even try so i i will say i've also been on the receiving end when um a person maybe like that and i'll tell you that i quickly and abruptly exited left so i'll have to say yeah it can it can most definitely happen if you're not mindful um i think a good way to combat that is to be open and vulnerable can we can we honestly have a trusting relationship if society teaches us how to be how to go after people of a higher status if society always molds us to go after what benefits us mm -hmm. and it's all about us mm -hmm. me 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 mm -hmm. can we honestly say that we don't have the capacity to betray someone we don't have the capacity yeah i think we're all capable 
I know. I think. I think people love to. I always say this. Like we love to think that other people are the evil ones, but we all grapple with bad and evil. All Ooh, of us. You better talk. To all tonight. of us are we're rooted with that. So, yeah. um, you know, you see babies bopping each other over the head when they take a toy. <laughs> so I mean, you think you yeah, out of that? Yeah. That's in your nature. So. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe it starts with self like okay yeah I mean that's why some of the people that you think betrayed you betrayed you or sometimes it's even perception like you can tell a whole story to oh yourself. wait 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 oh that's that's okay so now you're getting to now you're getting somewhere yeah so there are a lot of people in today's society mm -hmm. who make up stories yes victim Olympics very much so. They just Tokyo 2020 all the way their whole testimony and story. You get yes. a gold medal. You get a gold medal. You get a gold medal. You get a gold medal. And you get... No, no. So this is like... How can genuine people be able to discern was genuine and was fake in relationship if everyone has been programmed in the art of deception? Because the reason why I ask this, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna re-ask, yeah, it, is because post betrayal syndrome literally makes it's the root of it is is fear based. Mm -hmm, for sure. The root of wanting someone to be loyal to you is fear based. Mm -hmm. You know, they say the two real emotions that every human really truly experiences is is love or fear. Everything else is based from that. Wow. Yeah. Is is love a feeling? I think it's a feeling. I think it's an act. Okay. I think the definition of God is love, so I think it, you know, it is something much higher than us. Okay. Yeah. So, if love can cast out fear, if we have fear, that means that we're not operating out of a place of love. Correct. I know you better say that. So, lean over just get it. <laughs> so, if our betrayals in the past happened to us and we shut ourselves off from receiving certain people because we have triggers. Yep. Can we honestly say that we're operating out of love? Because the triggers are our responsibility, not the other person. That's true. But we make it other people's well, we make it other people's mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if how can we fix that? That's what I want to get to. How can we fix, stop blaming other people for our, for hitting our triggers? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, you've heard this before, but um, that's distracting me. <laughs> um, we've heard this before, but it really does come to loving yourself. And when I say loving yourself, it's not, a lot of people throw that out there, but they really don't know what that means. Okay. But really try to drive out that fear. Okay. Really try to address the sources of fear. I always say if you don't want to love anyone else, learn to love yourself because that's once you have that filled up inside, that's all you'll be able to pour out. Wow. Yo, that's 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 spot on. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let our guests come back on in a few minutes, but that's spot on because how can you say you love someone if you don't have self love? But which is that statement that they make like you can't truly love someone if you don't love yourself. I never understood that till I till that clicked for me. Never understood that. When did that. it click for you? I was uh, I was uh, 
probably yeah i was mid-20s mid-20s a little bit after college yeah that's when it clicked for me that okay that's what they mean if every i was watching oprah it was it was a soul a shout out to soul was it super soul sunday thanks oprah where she she had a show where she talked about the two emotions was fear or or love and i i couldn't quite understand that but as i started to grapple with the thought that's when it clicked for me that that's what that meant can someone who's dealing with post-betrayal syndrome truly walk in joy i think so you think so i think so because again you can choose to live or you can choose to survive or you can choose to exist we all have been there's three forms of life Yeah, yeah. You're either surviving, you're either existing, or you are living. Shout yeah. out to Rick Warren. Um, <laughs> but that is that is a real statement. So I think even that, like, you can be rooted again in 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 victimhood. By so are you saying that? So are you saying that if we operate in our current condition from a place of betrayal? Yep. Then we are merely surviving. That's right. And we're not living. That's right. How do we? I'm gonna say that for the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so how do we then? For those people who have been damaged so much that they're just existing. Yep. They have. They feel like they have no purpose in life. Yep. They just do their nine to five yep. thing. Go home. It's, it's that robotic yet. person that you see. Yes. They don't want anything that's more that's or less. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Robotic. They are I robot. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, how can they begin to break that? that mold that habit of just being a robot first things first stop pretending Mm. stop stop telling a story that's not accurate that's Mm -hmm. not true and make a decision i always say start with the end goal in mind Mm -hmm. so envision your highest self the highest vision like I, i say tap into your childhood you know be as imaginative creative if it feels crazy that means you're doing the right thing so Mm. think of like the craziest and i put that in quotation marks because i think Anybody crazy is who's actually winning in life. Okay. You know, people who are polite or colored in the lines, you don't ever hear about them. I think that the reason why post-betrayal syndrome happens is because we shut off from the small signs of betrayal that we see. Yep. Because betrayal doesn't just happen overnight. It's breadcrumbs that mm-hmm. leads to the whole freaking leaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But why do we do that? Why do we dismiss the small things? And let me let me let me backtrack. Let me say it like this. Growing up the way that I grew up and all this trials and circumstances I went through, I noticed that I watched people very, very intentionally. Like the smallest thing that I'd be like, oh, you have the capability of doing this. Mm-hmm. You have the capability of doing that. Mm-hmm. It's wise in one sense, but as I rise in the level of consciousness, I realize that that in of itself is fear-based. That's right. And so, how does someone who sees something legit about to happen, how can they walk in love while it's happening? Um, give the person grace and give them some time because I'm 150% sure there was some not so pretty moments that you've, you know, committed 
and you pray to God that someone didn't crucify you or hold that against you against you for yeah. life. Yeah, for sure. So again, with the knowing that people are rooted in good and evil, mm -hmm. and once you kind of take the stigma off this thing, this is another thing I like to do. I like to neutralize everything. Okay. So we have certain characteristics that are we categorize as good and bad. Start to attempt to neutralize all these characteristics. So I'll give an example, like someone who um, who seeks control, who's controlling. Okay. That kind of has a negative stigma. And yeah, so, if I'll, you can, if you can start to yeah. neutralize that yeah. this person is one in need of control, then you start asking, well, why is this person in need of control? What's what are what's their story? What are they looking to accomplish? Is there a healthy way where we can fulfill the need that they have to be in control while at the same time maintaining a healthy relationship? So and there's actually tons so of let ways. Let me ask this: Can women have a false sense that a man is trying to control them because they've experienced betrayal in that nature in the past? For sure, anybody can. Yes. And how can women? conquer that if they have a good leader with them that's a good question um <laughs> that's a good question uh -huh. i'll say you know bef before you even get to someone if you know that's something that you're battling with there's mm -hmm. some self-work that needs to happen um i personally believe in therapy i believe in self-help books reading podcasts youtube's prayer um Talking. Let, me, let me word it a different way. Okay. Say, I'm, I'm giving the solution. Say a person is already in a relationship, right? And they are in a relationship. A woman is in a relationship with a good man. He's a leader. He's not perfect, okay. but he's good. Okay. Great heart. He's not doing stupid stuff. Okay. As a man, he has a vision. He knows his purpose. But. Um, in order for a man to be complete, he needs a woman. For sure. And vice versa. That I means just, just for sure. life. So, there's certain things that a man is not going to be able to conquer until he's tried by the woman. Um, and there's certain things that a woman can't accomplish until, until she's led by the man. Um, which is why the number one thing that the devil and the elites attack so much is familyhood. Because once the man and the woman is united, you can't stop nothing. You That's right. Kids are going to be straight and everything. That's so, right. Um, but with that being said, say the woman is in a relationship, because I'm asking this for a specific reason, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. there's been um, some of the true radio listeners have been asking these questions. And I'm not a black woman. I'm not a woman in general to answer this question. I can give my stats and opinions and other people's perspective, but I can't. I would rather them hear it from someone who's a female. So, they have a good man at the home, and this man is uh, leading, providing, um, and when I mean provide, I'm not just talking about financially. Like he's giving her the emotional support um, the whole night. Okay. And she, she realizes that she's not submitting or listening to this man because she feels like he's controlling, but he's actually protecting her from danger. Whether it's <coughs> friends, financial danger, emotional danger, um, 
or the workplace environment because a lot of women get taken advantage of in the work environment. Um, I mean, to the point where they even have work husbands mm-hmm. and things like that. That's where, true. You know, um, sexual assault in the workplace or sexual slurs in the workplace that <coughs> shouldn't be tolerated. That's true. That women suppress mm-hmm. because it's the coming from the superior. Mm-hmm. Things like that. But if you have a man at home who you know for a thousand percent got your back, but you are battling because you've been controlled in the past, how do you free yourself as a woman to be able to accept that type of leadership? Um, first things first, you gotta you gotta be aware of self. That's number one. Okay. Number two, you have to communicate. You have to communicate a hundred percent. Um as things are happening or as you're feeling certain things, you you gotta talk to you gotta talk to your person. Um from there you decide what you think is best, but like I said, I'm not against therapy, reading, listening, podcasting, nature. But you, you really do have to address that. And then really say, this person that I'm with, are they really, really out for good intention for me? Or are they really out to take me out? And if you can't, if you can't answer that with, yeah, good intention, then yeah, maybe there's another bigger conversation that needs to be had. Okay. But I think the first question that needs to be asked is, is this person well intended for me? Do they mean well for me? And if the answer is yes, then you need to take the steps to move forward and, and fix that. Do you feel like that betrayal has made it hard for genuine men to hold women accountable to their thought process? What do you mean by that? So, if a woman admits, like you just said, hey, this is this is something I'm battling with. Yes. Um, I know you're not controlling, but because of previous circumstances, yeah. you know, this is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm going through emotionally. And the man is reassuring. He's saying, you know, this is, and he's lining out, this is why I said you shouldn't do this because of A, B, and C. He's like explaining everything. But she's still treating him in a way where he's um where she's still she's still treating him in a sense like he's trying to control her and if he was to hold her accountable to that treatment Mm -hmm. like how should that how should the woman respond to that if if the man was to come and be like you know what you're still treating me like you're still coming at me from your past experiences and i want to hold you accountable to your actions because I want to help you get past it. Yep. How should a true woman respond to that type of leadership? Because I, my I think any person should respond. Again, the, it starts with the question: Is this person well intended? Mm-hmm. And if so, if you're if you are committed to also making this relationship work, it's going to require you to put in that hard work mm-hmm. to hold your part up, to hold your part of the bargain up. Right. So, so she. In other words, she should be able to receive that receive that mm-hmm. and, and this is a thing it, it's easy to say that when you are of sober mind but when you are drunk off of the hurt the victimhood the, yeah. the pain yeah let's go like it's going to yeah. it's going to take some time so I, I will say whenever you're with each other it's going to require patience it's going to require work but both of you all have to be committed 
to your side, to your set of the agreement. Yeah. I think a part of healing from betrayal, you have to have a partner that has endurance. Yes. Because they're going to, <laughs> and that's why uh, the scriptures say that love holds no record of wrong. Because you're going to be crushed mm -hmm. um, based upon trying to be a healing factor to your significant other. I don't think that men or women, modern men or women, have been taught endurance. Right. In fact, I feel like today's culture has kind of sissified the men and masculated the women. A hundred percent. Yes. And because of that, it's brung a confusion for sure to the world where I don't know how to well, not me specifically, but men don't know how to be masculine. Yeah. And women don't know how to be feminine. Right. And the beauty of both are not appreciated. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. kind of like abused. It really is. In a sense. And yeah. I think that's because of it's the post-betrayal syndrome. Because we can't act like men haven't gone through betrayal and women haven't gone through betrayal in Touché. relationship. Touché. Freaking friendships. <laughs> you know, you go through you go through friendships where there's a sense of betrayal. The moment y'all have a argument or disagreement, your business is out on the street. That's true. Or they begin to say things and you're like, oh, you've been holding that? The whole time. The whole time. You've been holding this against me the whole time. Have you ever been the one that has been the betrayer? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I have. Okay. It was the second grade. Without. This is a real story. This is a real story. Wow. Um, I saw my friend getting into a fight, and I kind of egged it on, and I did not try to de-escalate I most definitely didn't jump in I I feel like I participated and I think that is a form of betrayal wow, wow. I think that's a form of betrayal I don't say it don't it don't have an age you know and, and yeah. the thing is like yeah you did it as kids and and you'll you can do it as an adult I really I really really am big about being just um but yeah I think about some of my childhood times and I'm like yeah, no. But yeah, mm -hmm. that was a betrayal. I have seen, and part of my motivation for having this topic is because a lot of the brothers that I know that have their own podcast platforms and all that have been going through this cycle mm -hmm. of speaking out of anger mm -hmm. and we use that as a as a cape yep to what we really feel exactly we wait for where for ourselves to be angry to finally say what we've really been holding the yep. whole time yep and 
I've seen these podcasts lose co-host, featured host, the whole nine over moments of anger. And I feel like having moments of anger is a sense of betrayal. I'll give a personal example. Okay. Me and Big Bro, I've had a moment of anger, but I never said anything that sober-minded I wouldn't stand on. Mm. So, it, it can't be viewed as betrayal because what I said out of anger came from the heart, but it was also backed up with evidence to why I said what I said. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of people have been programmed to just go off of feeling so much <coughs> that there's no evidence to support why they feel the way that they feel. Right. Tell it. And when I say evidence, I'm talking about something that you can honestly point to to justify your feeling. Sound substance. I'm not talking about statistics. I'm not talking about what someone says is facts or your truth, because there's no such thing as your, your truth. Your truth is the truth? Yeah, it's the truth. And I think that betrayal has also been a crutch mm. for a lot of people to not evolve into who they're supposed to become. Definitely. It's given gas to the procrastinator. Mm. Mm. Because That's how did. when you realize that every relationship that you go through that you have is a reflection of your internal self, then you have to start to realize that you actually portrayed yourself first mm -hmm. before someone else. I'm so ever. glad you said that. So go but go ahead, charm me. No, I, I I mean even when they say like um you know you're mirroring or you're, you're who you're attracting who you're yes. just coming into your life yes, that's yes, that essentially yes. is what um what's what's being said with that and yeah and sometimes when people get in these relationships and they'll be like well i got with this really abusive you know loud mouth blah 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 i'm not like that there's something inside that's abusing you and so that yeah. that most definitely spoke to the inner person yeah. here. Yeah. And yeah. so they are verbally, physically, they're, they're the physical self-expression of you. Yeah. I, that is a tough pill to swallow. It is. And that's why I appreciate Zoe Williams so much is because he does not allow people to escape that reality. Because he feels like the better you are, the better you attract. And the and if everyone was to focus on self, the more respect and honor we can have in our interactions with one another. That comes from African culture. Mm -hmm. It was the European that kind of made us transactional. Mm. Um, African yeah. culture was was a was a culture based on honor, and there were I'm not I'm not saying that there wasn't people that was transactional. Don't get For me sure. wrong, but it wasn't the majority. Okay, it was the minority. Which is why there's stories about the minorities because they are not new to the matrix. Okay. You know, um, let's go scripture. Let's look at Joseph. I mean, he 
the younger brother tells his older brothers, yo, this is the dream I had. They beat him up, take his clothes, throw him into slavery. He goes through everything he goes through. He becomes the second most powerful person in the world. Only for his brothers to come back to him, not recognize him. And he had the power to punish them, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. And he saved them. If Joseph would have internally become evil, mm -hmm. then he would have attracted death in his life. But because he had purity of heart, he was able to take the betrayal of others and still be able to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because he had to look at his brothers, the same ones who beat him up and sold him into slavery. Every hardship, he had the right to say, everything bad I experienced in life came from you. But I'm not going to judge you in the current based upon your past mistakes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why can't we do that in a relationship? I feel like the, uh, the relationship is the most intimate relationship you will ever have mm -hmm. beyond your siblings, even your parents. So, yeah, like to 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 open up that way to, to people, a lot of times it's hard because folks will have to face themselves. And that is the hardest relationship to face is yourself. Ooh. So I always say that when you go on your your healing journey. It is going to be the hardest thing you've ever faced because you have to be super honest. I'm able to tell you about that second grade story because I faced myself already. So you can't crucify me any more than I crucified myself and healed from that. You know what I'm saying? So trust, we said, is a fundamental resource. It's an economic force, all of that, right? But it's also, if I trust you, Trust takes away the complications of who you are. Mm -mm. I don't have to worry about how complex you are. Because trust says, whatever you say, you're going to do. Right. I believe that. Yeah. Belief. The etymology of the word belief is to give away a lie. If you're giving away a lie, that means you're receiving truth. Mm. That's what the etymology of the word belief. Mm. Be Lyle or belief means to give away the lie to receive the truth. So if I'm trusting you, I'm constantly giving away a lie about you to receive the truth of who you are. And the more that you prove yourself by your words and your actions, the more evidence I have in my trust in you. Mm. <laughs> so when someone lies, it breaks trust because I no longer, I can't give that lie away because it's the reality of current situation. Right. But betrayal has the deception of making you punish someone for a lie that they never spoke. Mm. How can you heal your partner or friend? from looking at you from a sense of a lie that you never committed. Mm. How can you look at your friend or... Help them heal from a lie that you never committed. 
I most definitely have been in those relationships too. And um, I'm limiting those. But I will say mm -hmm. that um, be the example that you know that they are so in dire need, desperation, desperate need of seeing. Mm -hmm. um, I historically have done that. And a lot of times I got burnt. Um, but there were a few examples where I could tell like someone could have gone off the deep end but they were well intended and they started to relax. They started to be like, okay, I think it's safe. I, I've had to have conversations. Hey, this, this can't be a one-sided friendship. So, oh, good point. Can't be a one-sided friendship. Mm -hmm. Why do you have that mindset? Why it can't be a one-sided friendship? Mm -hmm. Because a relationship is two. A relationship is two. Okay, it's unidirectional. Correct. Okay. It needs to be reciprocal. Okay. Um, and so, that's the, that's the thing I always say about people. Is that is that when it comes to the healing process? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The doctors on the surgery table. Yep. The patient can't be unidirectional to the doctor because the patient is unconscious and so the doctor is the one that has to do the work to fix the patient yeah why don't we have that same mindset in relationship when someone is damaged so much god universe whatever people want to blame it on whatever um, sends this person your way, this patient your way, and you are supposed to be the doctor in that moment. You can't expect a return from a patient until the surgery is over. One-sided friendship or two-sided friendships doesn't necessarily mean 50-50, which is why I don't believe in 50-50. Everybody's got their strengths and mm -hmm. everybody's got their area of opportunity. Okay. So just like in relationship you may need to carry the relationship for a while uh -huh. the other person may need to carry the relationship for a while i may have to carry this portion of the relationship right. you may have to carry that portion of the relationship it may look like where i'm doing the work and your role is to show up wow you know what i'm saying oh, so wow. if it's to the point where i'm working and i'm showing up and you're just leeching or just you know bleeding on to me like everyone has their threshold yeah the doctor has the, their capabilities there is a limit to even their capability yeah, where they may yeah. say hey i've done all the work i can do i may have to refer you to someone else yeah <laughs> yeah yeah listen we're gonna take a quick 2.2 .2. when i come back i'm gonna give my final thoughts and we're gonna close out the show but this is just the icebreaker to the next two to three shows by the way, this is going to be powerful. Listen, it's your boy Randy Chu. We're going to take a quick 2.2.
Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Randy Chu, aka Mr. Chu on that. And I'm here with my co-host, IA. AKA Internal Audience. Quiet Storm. Sucker Ribs. All that, all that, all that jazz. So I give us your final statement on post-betrayal syndrome. Um so as far as post-betrayal syndrome just so that the people know exactly what post-betrayal syndrome is because i don't think we actually fully de- you know define that right go ahead go ahead do your thing. all right so um according to healthline.com healthline.com uh-huh um betrayal trauma theory suggests harm within attachment relationships like relationships between a parent and a child or between romantic partners that can mm. cause a lasting trauma. That's actually what I'm going to be talking about next week is parents and children. But go ahead. Yep. So people often respond to betrayal by pulling away from the person who betrayed them. Mm. But when you depend on someone to meet certain needs, this response might not be feasible. So you Ooh. may have some deep rooted emotional Ooh. stuff that you just constantly had to go through and so it is it can lead to ptsd in case people had that question but how did i start to um heal i'll say this i first did not recognize some of the things that happened as betrayal i always felt like betrayal was such a heavy word and so i i I first again decided that i wanted to be the highest version that something beyond even my thoughts Mm -hmm. so i always say this start with your goal backwards envision the highest version of self and then go even a little bit beyond that okay so for me i remember i got out of relationship and i knew if i didn't do something super drastic that i would be berserk so i remember that weekend i think we broke up on a tuesday that weekend i watched oprah's super soul sunday and binge watch that entire weekend um and there was so much content from like self to like people's different walks of life um i heard something today like a lack of education is a form of self-hate and um i really can say this me getting educated on the world really helped me heal it helped me understand like there's a whole thing out here that we don't even know about but i started off with this book called The Law of Attraction, which I know sounds very generic, but this particular one had a tagline, get the relationship you want. And so in that moment, I was just like, oh, I will never have the relationship that I just had. So I need to read the secrets onto how to get the relationship that I desire. Mm. The book ended up tricking me. It made me realize that the relationship that I want is inside of me. And so it made me face everything about me. It made me then neutralize everybody else's thing. So even earlier when I was saying, like, learn to neutralize people's characteristics that are deemed 
positive or negative. So even the controlling thing, that was one of the first things they mentioned in that book, like take the judgment out of someone needing control, take the judgment out of someone needing attention, take the need out of them, just whatever other thing you can think of and decide to face it, um, heal from it and then cope with it in a healthy way. So I'll just say for me, it was, um, gaining education on a vast array of topics reading therapy however you got there's so many different options there but i always say therapy is like the gym your brain is a muscle your heart is a muscle you have to go work it out in order to keep your muscles to get your muscles and then you have to keep working out to keep them so if your body needs to get worked out so does your brain and your heart um most definitely immerse myself in church and prayer you know whatever your walk is is your walk figure that out um but you got to be honest you got to be honest you got to be willing to face yourself this is another thing that i did um i faced history so in order for me to know my present and know my future i decided to look back but this time i decided not to go to the books that are you know given to us in school because i think most of us know you know, it's the survivors of war that tell the story and those stories could be skewed. So I watched a lot of, I remember slave documentaries and books and people were like, why are you watching this stuff? And I was just like, I want to know what the group of people who faced the most atrocious monstrosity in, I think, all mankind history, how they not only went through that, but how they survived that, how they existed through that and how they decided to live past that. And not only at first did it make me depressed um, <laughs> because the truth, the sh truth shall set you free. But at first depress you. That's actually the whole quote. Yeah. But it gave me a feeling of triumph, triumphantness where I said, wow, if these folks, my folks were able to go through that. And I mean, we became I mean, we're crushing it despite whatever story is out here. Like we are crushing it. Yeah. And we're capable of so much more. But when I learned that history, I said, I will never apologize for any room that I'm in. I will never say thank you for allowing me to be here at this table, to be conversing with you. I'm not kissing anyone's ass. You're lucky I showed up. And that's how I feel. And that was based on my healing. Um, and I think once you decide that, hey, I am supposed to be here. Someone invented me that no one on earth could do. You will most definitely move beyond the feeling of like betrayal. This person is a minion in comparison to what you're really here for. And so if you focus on that, you can take over. You really can. We, we stop saying that when we're five, but keep saying it till the end of time. Wow. My final thoughts. <clears throat> to sense betrayal, you have to sit as a judge the judge sits on the bench and if you look up Black's Law Dictionary the third edition the word bench is in Latin and it means bank When you stand before a judge, you're standing before a judge because charges are presented. You either have to pay during time or you have to pay during the fine. 
bank is metaphoric for the banks of the rivers. And the banks of the rivers control the current of the river. The current of the river is symbolic to currency. <laughs> Putting all that together, when you sense that you've been betrayed, you are literally saying that the currency of the individual who is the betrayer is less than. <clears throat> I'm going to pause right there because next week and the following week we're going to pick up on what I just said. <clears throat> but you literally are sitting on the bank. You are the Federal Reserve in human currency. You decide the value of said federal note. It's your boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.